Welcome back to the Happy Positive Energy Game podcast with me, your host, Luke Anning, and we have got an absolute incredible podcast coming up for you guys today. We have got our first guest on the podcast. Today, we are joined by State Shifters, Jordan Candlish, who is an incredible embodiment coach, and I don't want to take anything away from him, so I'm going to let him do his own little bit of piece of introduction. But Jordan, what are you about, dude? Luke, what a, what an honor, man! I, I'm honored to be on here and to be uh, the first guest. What a an exciting uh, journey podcasting is, and, I, and I'm really honored that you've brought me on here. Um, basically, you know what I'm about is supporting people in becoming their fullest, most authentic expression. And to me, or from what I've realized along my journey, the pathway to that is embodiment of the fullest capacity of energy that you can hold. So I, I like to say that embodiment is the key to really being yourself, <laughs> capital S self. Um, but there's obviously lots of factors that, that play into embodiment coaching. But yeah, man, I've got, you know, I don't know how deep you want me to go with, with my journey and my story so far, but I'm, I'm excited to be on here and having this convo. Yeah, dude. And I think um, the more raw, open, honest and vulnerable we can be in this conversation, I I'm, I'm feel like that's really going to be what what impacts what impacts this. So I am curious now, now that you now that we started, like what brought you to your journey? What what started this journey for you? Yeah, I feel like there's been different phases along that that path for me, different chapters and key turning points. The first big one, which is everyone can relate to a moment in their life where an awakening happened or something shifted the way they perceive the world. And for a lot of people, it's like a sudden awakening. Something happens and then bang, all of a sudden their, their consciousness has realized itself. For some people, it's like a gradual process. For me, it was a gradual process, but it started when I was about... 18 and I had a really intense uh, breakup. I had a really intense, passionate relationship with my first girlfriend. And for those who have been in like intense love at a young age, it's it's hard to navigate because we're so immature. We're so, um, you know, unable to, to meet our own needs. Well, I wasn't at that time. And this intense breakup created pain, emotional pain in my life that I didn't know how to deal with. And fortunate enough for me, I was around the right people and in the right environment where uh, I was given access to information that cracked me open instead of me going to alcohol, partying, taking drugs, which I still did, but I still got access to an opening inside of my, inside of my mind, which allowed me to go deeper into my, into my soul. Another fast forward four years later, I finished my accounting and finance degree at university and I started my first full-time job as an accountant working for Deloitte, which is an amazing company, one of the best accounting firms in the world. It was my dream job and on paper, I had everything figured out in my life, right? Had the job, I was on the path to success, but deep down, I was really empty and unfulfilled and really unhappy with my job. I, I didn't enjoy it at all. It wasn't my passion and that is really what started an inward process of trying to discover who I am, why I'm here, and what I actually want to do with my life. Because up until then, I'd realized I was living someone else's life, conditioning from my parents, from my friends, from school. I didn't really have any idea who I was. So that's when I started to look in and I started to practice things like yoga and meditation. At the time, I was playing semi-professional football out here and I was very passionate about health and fitness, but I didn't know how to connect with my emotions. I didn't know how to connect with my soul. 
And it was through going deep into meditation and yoga where I, I, I started to hear whispers from my soul. I started to get inclinings around what my soul or consciousness was trying to communicate to me. And it was like, you're not meant to be an accountant. You're not meant to be in an office. Uh, finally gathered the courage to, to listen to that calling. And I, and I quit my accounting job, flew out to Toronto, Canada with no real plan of what I was going to do. I was just following my heart. And it was a decision from that point forward. I will always follow my heart and not my mind when it comes to what I'm going to do, the decisions that I make. And that journey took me into all kinds of amazing places, working at meditation studios, working at healing clinics, leading breathwork events, um, taking a bunch of plant medicine, doing all kinds of cool stuff and ultimately bringing me to this place where I'm now a coach and helping support other people walking a similar path. So yeah, man, that's kind of the short end of it. Um, but it's, it's an ever-evolving journey, as you, I'm sure you can relate, which is why it's, it's always good to reflect on, these, on, the, on the story. Yeah, yeah, dude. And I think um, one of the parts of your story that definitely resonated hugely with me was that breakup, was that, was that pain. I, I myself went through a, a couple intense mm. relationships, to say the least, and that final one was the point where I was like, hey, like, I'm not going to suffer. Like, I'm not going to do the drugs and stuff like I did last time. We're going to... We're going to make a shift in this place. And that was the self-growth warpath, as it were, that got marked at that point, like plant the flag, plant the flag burn the boats and uh, yes. let's, let's help Luke type thing. So, yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely resonate with that hugely. And I'm just curious, like, how did you fall into embodiment over something else? Because oftentimes we, along this, along this industry, find loads of people in different kind of facets like obviously you ha you had the health and fitness behind you so that could have been a facet that you went into but what really drew you to embodiment mm. it was the realization that all of our power as human beings especially as men actually all of our power comes from the level of energy that we can hold in our nervous system right like the level of potency that we hold as a man comes down to how much energy we can have access to, how much presence we bring into any situation or relationship. And when I observed my life, I, I noticed that I was, I was absent most of the time. I was living life predominantly through my head, thinking, thinking all the time. And I lacked a level of presence in the things that I did, which impacted the quality of the things that I did. So I came to the understanding that everything that I wanted was inside of me already in the form of an energy frequency or a vibration. And I just needed to learn how to tap into that energy that I wanted to feel. And the minute I started to do that, the minute I started to go inward and really look at what was getting in my way, what were the patterns, the addictions and the coping mechanisms that were getting in my way of me having a higher level of energy, I then noticed when I shifted my energy, the way that I relate to everything started to change. The way I relate to money, the way I relate to my girlfriend, the way I relate to food, the way I relate to work, everything started to change. So I make it number one priority at all times to manage my energy, to manage the level of embodiment that I have, to make sure that I'm living from my heart and not my head. The minute I'm in my head and I'm overthinking everything, life becomes an uphill battle as I'm sure people listening can relate. When you're in flow and you're in your body and you're living in the present moment and you're just moving with what feels good, you can achieve and create things with like effortless ease 
through what I've seen in my own life. Uh, so I just, it, embodiment for me is just like coming full circle to the fact that you already have everything. It's already inside of you and it's just about learning how to tap into it. Yeah, I feel that. And I think one of the things that connected me with you, I think, is your deep understanding of the things that held you back for sure. Because I remember when I first touched base with your content, and if you don't, if you haven't seen Jordan's content, go check it out. It's awesome. I think you've got like 190k followers on TikTok, and then um, almost 30k on Instagram. And Jordan has this really unique ability that which I really look up to. Tried the coffee once, but I was like, you know what, this just isn't my jam. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll find you'll find Jordan your thing. Has these amazing, amazing TikToks, and I'm just curious, dude, if you can share with the audience what type of thing that is. Like, I, I noticed, like particularly with showing up how men's struggles come up like for me I was like wow I, I can see so much of my past in this but are you able to tell me a little bit more about that mm. yeah I guess the creation element has been a, a big part of um, my journey because I'm sure as anyone goes along this path same as you like we as we learn and discover deeper parts of ourselves we want to share it with people we want to for me anyway I wanted to just like document and share this with others because podcasting and YouTubing was watching other people and listening to other people was how I learned so much about myself. And it's like, it's just an innate thing that we want to give that back. So for me, I decided to really commit to being a vessel of creativity for, you know, last year I was like, you know what, I'm going to like go hard on this, this TikTok game and this, this short form content game. Um, my girlfriend also works in digital marketing. So she was like, yo, you should get on this TikTok thing. It's fucking blowing up. And I had a bit of resistance to it at the start, but when I surrendered into it, I, I realized that this is actually a very potent and powerful way to like land something, to crack someone open in a short like little video by firstly bringing awareness to something. You know, the minute we, we gain more self-awareness, we, we gain more power to make a new decision. So what I started to do was, was bring more awareness to some of those patterns, those addictions, those coping behaviors that, that people struggle with, like, with, like I said earlier, that get in the way of us being a full, the fullest expression that we can be. So as, as I was just experimenting with TikTok, making like three videos a day, just trying to find my voice in that platform. And then I started to notice like some of these videos, like going viral, getting lots of views. And I'm like, oh, okay, people are, are liking being able to get this reflection and to see that, okay, this is a sign. If you're like, you know, if you have an imbalance or if you have unhealthy masculine energy, this is how that shows up. You know, you overwork, you people please, you seek validation and it allows people to join those dots so that they can make that next step, which is going a little bit deeper. And that might be listening to a podcast. It might be watching a YouTube video. It might be like reaching out to someone and having a conversation, but that short form content allows someone an entry point into this work. And, and it just goes deeper as you know, because you're a coach as well. Like, you know, coaching is, is that, that last piece when someone's really ready to go deep you like you invest in a coach and you get that that support but it starts with the free content then it goes into like the small little investments that people make in their time and energy so mm. yeah man I, I love i love the creation element so I, mm. I, I thanks for asking that question as well yeah you're welcome and um i think something that i definitely picked up on you saying there was talking about surrendering i mean oftentimes when we talk about surrendering i think men can feel a little bit intimidated by that and they're like well i'm not going to surrender like i'm a man like i don't do that but like i want to hear from your side what that really means and then what that really changed for you as you started working into that sort of surrendering point of view 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surrender, you know, is like a word that we hear a lot in personal development and spiritual context. When you really understand how to surrender into life or to surrender into yourself, it completely transforms how you operate in the world. I used to be someone who operated in the world with like a lot of force, a lot of effort, like a lot of effort. I would fucking kill myself at the gym. I'd be, I'd train like an animal. I'd cut back on sleep. I'd fast all day. I would like be forcing, trying to force everything in my life. And surrender for me is about listening to your body. It's listening to what cycle or what season your body's in. It's about listening to what the universe or your soul is trying to communicate to you. And then surrendering into that, that whisper or that, that kind of communication that you're receiving because your mind might be trying to pull you one way, which is what happens to a lot of people. They get stuck on this structured, rigid way that they have to do things when in reality, maybe life is trying to pull them a different direction. And if you can learn to listen to that and then surrender into this path to be like, okay, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to be here right now. I want to, my soul is calling me to travel over here. Can I surrender into that and go in that direction and listen to that calling? Um, that's one like one example of, of a macro way of surrendering into a larger plan. A micro way might just be surrendering into the fact that your body wants to sleep today and it doesn't want to go to the gym. You know, it, it, there's there's so many subtle ways in which we can surrender into what's true for us, and what's true for us is always what we feel. So mm-hmm. that that's how I would define that. Do you, do you have anything that you would add to that from from your definition of surrender? Yeah, for sure. So I definitely feel about the um, the micro and the macro side of things. And I think very much in the personal development side of things, we're focused on growth. And the challenging thing with growth is you have to be comfortable surrendering to that process. There's a point in time where that doing, 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 doing is going to get blockaded. Don't get me wrong. There is a aspect to this journey which is going to require, require some doing. But much as doing, you have to bring in an embodiment of being. And that being person is going to be the person who's open and surrendering in that process to something. Mm. And it's interesting. I was going through a shift myself over these past past weeks as, as we step forward. And um, to touch base with you guys, what that looks like is oftentimes with a money mindset perspective such as myself when you have come from a scarcity and poverty mindset which would be money doesn't grow on trees you can't do that more time equals more money you have to work really hard for money this was a transition i was making which was dropping my work hours from 100 hours down to 60 hours and that can be really quite challenging and this is something a lot of my clients face as well business owners who you know have been in that rat race of just chasing doing 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 and nothing ever being enough and not actually taking that step back to appreciate and surrender and trust that things are going to work out because they already have worked out but it can be really challenging and i think in those moments of surrender the the point that i just had to bring across was like hey i'm just going to touch with the big chief upstairs the the universe and um really Trust that everything I'm doing is going to work out and, and upon full trust and full surrender on a macro scale that things were going to work out. Then the changes happened, but not until I learned my lesson of fully embodying that step down process. Because I think 
people very much say they want to step down or they say they're going to step forward and they start initially doing that and then they're all self-sabotage. The self-sabotage for you guys listening is essentially your patterns from your past coming back, maybe habits that you've got used to. For example, let's say you go on your phone before you go to bed and you start putting your phone away and your life starts getting that little bit better, that little bit better and then something may happen and you might go back on your phone. So then you haven't surrendered and embodied that new person, that new experience. Um, So yeah, I think that's the kind of way that I see it. It definitely for an example for me. But I'm just curious with you, Jordan, is there an example in your life where you perhaps were a little bit challenged to surrender, but then when you did surrender, things totally opened up for you? Mm, Thank you for sharing that, bro. I totally, totally resonate with that. Uh, And yeah, I'll stay on the the, the topic of money because I feel like it's a big one and I came from a similar background around some of the belief systems around money and the scarcity mindset around money. So a big part of my evolution has been about, you know, rewiring that. And I remember when I quit my corporate job and, you know, I was, I was making decent money, like as a 21-year-old working in the in the corporate world, like good money, secure path, right? Secure paths what my dad always enforced on me, you know, like get a, make a lot of money, make good money, secure yourself, become stable financially. And I was really like, that was kind of pushed into me, which is probably why I studied finance and accounting. But when the day came and I realized that money can't bring you security, money is this illusion of security. Um, and I came to the realization that like chasing money is the fucking wrong thing to chase. You want, you want to chase fulfillment. You want to chase connection, passion. And when I decided to quit my corporate job, I had a conversation with my dad and I remember telling him that like, yo, I'm, I'm quitting, my, quitting my job, you know, kind of throwing away this like golden ticket opportunity that I had. And he, he like, he told me I'm an idiot. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't, don't throw this opportunity away. You don't know what you're going to do now. And I was like, dad, you just got to just trust me on this one. I, I know this feeling. I know I'm trusting this feeling in my body. This is the path I'm meant to go. He didn't understand it at the time, but I surrendered into the fact that life would look after me if I followed that feeling. And I flew out to Canada. I surrendered into the fact that money would always take care of me. Like I would always find a way to make money. And I did. Like in so many situations, I can refer back to these moments where I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like I'm running out of money or like, how am I going to pay my rent this month? And something would happen. Something would drop in. Life would give me an opportunity or something would open up. And the more you practice surrendering into life or the universe, the stronger your belief in it becomes. And you can just make bigger and bigger decisions with that, with that belief. So yeah, man, uh, the money's a big one. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm. What a beautiful share. Thank you so much for sharing that and being vulnerable. And uh, if you don't mind, like I definitely think a lot of people resonate with that, hugely myself included, of where you're in that decent job or you're in that perspective that is the safe zone where that's what you're supposed to do. You're meant to get a good job and you're meant to like raise a family and then that's meant to be life and that's what's meant to make you happy. But then oftentimes... I find a lot of people live their life based on the social constructs of other people that they've had instilled into them. So it's all based around a sort of 
attachment of your own identity and ego to, oh yeah, I'm an accountant or, oh yeah, like I'm a construction worker or same for me when I was bodybuilding, like, oh yeah, I'm bodybuilding, but actually mm. wasn't really enjoying it, was just doing it because that was what I thought I was supposed to do in order to feel love at that time. But I'm just curious if you're able to talk through some of those feelings that came up for you and how you overcame them with um, that thing coming up with your dad because I know for me when I went to Mexico for a business mastermind like during COVID and we were talking about this earlier was at the time I had to pull three credit cards out to make it happen as well <laughs> at the time I was fully trusting Fuck myself yeah. so I hadn't I was just like okay cool pull it out I'll pull it out pull it out I had no I had no issues but my parents were saying at the time like you're an idiot like you're not going to do that it's COVID like you can't do that so I'm curious for you in those moments where your dad was like, you know, you're a fucking idiot. Like what feelings were you going through? And then how did you manage to keep moving forwards regardless? Mm. Yeah, but I respect how you, 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 you put things on credit when you knew you had to walk a path because that's a big element of it. We have to be willing to take risks. Uh, and, and that is a part of what well, was a part of my journey as well. It was like taking a risk and, with, with the feelings that came up around my dad, it, it was more the fact that I, I was already certain within myself around what decision I needed to make. And mm. it was up until that, you know, we have to get to a point where we detach ourselves from thinking anyone outside of us knows what's best for us. I used to fucking listen to people all the time, man. I, I was... I still listen to people, but when people give me advice around what I should do with my life, there comes a point in our evolution where you, you have to step back from, from taking other people's opinions and actually ask yourself, what do I want? Because up until that point, I had listened to what other people said, do this, study that, apply for this job, go here, do that. And I was a great student, but I never really learned how to be a leader. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just got to the point where I, I knew within myself what was my truth and my dad could have said anything, but it wouldn't have really changed my mind. Uh, so yeah, C can you relate to something like that as well? Hugely, hugely on all levels. I think um, that's the reason why I stayed at university was I was very much attached at university to you know, it was really beautiful because I was doing wildlife conservation at the time and everyone was like, oh, that's so cool. It's not like the typical degree. Like, you must be so happy. And uh, that was that was always like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's all right. But I think it was that attachment of saying like at 15, 16, I was, I was very blessed with the opportunity of going to Ecuador. My uncle, he was a, he is like a master's of conservation and we did a load of work in the rainforest absolutely incredible experience but you know I was attached to this ideology that that was what I was going to do that was what I'd already told everyone I was going to do so I was going to do that and then as I started working through my studies and stuff and they were pushing you towards a a researcher based person which I think there's a book called um, Rocket Fuel which if you guys haven't read it I recommend it um, and it, it basically places people into two places. So you're a visionary or you're an integrator. And a visionary is somebody who um, has this huge arcing wild dream and creates a lot of things. It's a very creative person, but sometimes struggles to get those sort of admin tasks out of the way. They're sort of 
goal-based, task-based ones out of the way. And then you've got the integrator side of things where they're actually very good at doing the goal-based, task-based things. They're the underpinnings to the business. So for example, Walt Disney actually had a brother, I can't remember his name, it slips my head now, but Walt Disney was the visionary. Then the integrator was his older brother who actually did all the back end. And without the two, you can't make it work. But the problem is, as I moved into university, and what I found a lot with school systems is they're teaching everybody to be an integrator. Everybody hmm. is a task-based person that has to be able to do things for other companies and it really stems and takes away from your creativity and being a creative person myself. I remember when um, we were writing out our dissertations and the lecturer was like, hey, like, um, so you guys are really going to be doing this because this is what you're going to be doing when you're a researcher. And I was like, I don't want to be a researcher. <laughs> I was like, I want to be on the face of it. Like I did wildlife conservation because I wanted to be like on TV and like in the face of everyone. And lo and behold, like part of my vision is doing that now. But um, I think definitely um, I relate to a lot of it. But then I think it all stems from a from a childhood perspective of, again, this is what you're supposed to do. And then finding that trust within myself to actually follow my journey. I think it really took that detachment after that relationship, because after the relationship where I had the breakup, I was following in with what she wanted to do, but because I had nothing, nothing against her. She, she had aspects and dreams for herself, but I had none. So I was just, I was just following. So then right. when we broke up, I was like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm bodybuilding at the moment. So maybe I just get a fitness coach commit to one goal and we'll see what goes on from there. And then as you guys know that listen to the podcast on the regular, three weeks on from that, I'd quit my job and went to work in music events. And then during COVID, um, that transitioned into uh, me coaching as well, since music events and COVID didn't go down too well. <laughs> but, what a journey, bro. Like, yeah, how did you find that that transition for you now that you have moved into, into the coaching space? Um, like running your own business, how are you managing that transition? Yeah, challenging um, initially. And I think a lot of people, when they um, start their own business, it, they think that it's going to be the most perfect thing and everything's going to work out. And I remember when I first started my business and it was I was initially fitness coaching and um, we had like eight clients straight away, straight off the bat. I was like, this is awesome. And then with COVID and a lack of my coaching and business knowledge, like, the third lockdown in the UK really crushed a lot of people. It crushed me as well. We did the first lockdown, we did the second lockdown, the third lockdown, and a lot of people I speak to whose mental health problems come up are related around COVID and got triggered around COVID. So mm. I think that's definitely something to bring into the awareness of this podcast as well. But um, second of all, things were things were things were really challenging um, initially transitioning into that period, and uh, the intention that I came behind behind coaching was when I worked in music events, my intention was, well, I wanna create an event that changes somebody's life for one night, the same how I used to escape from my pain and trouble back in the day with raving, hence the bucket hat. But when I transitioned, I had that spiritual awakening and you guys might recognize this. For me, I've had um, sort of periods where this happens and I had a panic attack um, no, I had a night terror on the night 
and this is when I was unemployed. I'd lost my job um, with music events, and I was just sort of staying at my friends, started falling into the wrong crowd again. And uh, spiritual awakening sort of happened. I had a night terror, and then I had a panic attack um, all within the space of about six hours. And after the panic attack, I was just sat there like in that sort of daze that you get, that real space, that daze. And I just had this thought, well, why would I change somebody's life for one night when I can change their entire life? And that was how I fell into coaching. And yeah, it's been a beautiful journey, um, that's for sure. So thank you for thank you for asking that, Jordan. I'm curious, Jordan. Um, so I know Jordan is... Uh, we touched base with him developing a really awesome program at the moment for helping men, especially if I'm right, um, become more conscious. But Jordan, are you open to talking a little bit more about that and sort of the mission behind it? Yeah, for sure, man. And thank, thanks for sharing your story. It's powerful. Uh, the, I guess the call to want to serve more men has, has arisen uh, for me. Uh, I've noticed recently that all the clients that I work with all seem to be men. Uh, you know, I seem to be working mainly with men now and I'm noticing patterns. I'm noticing similarities. I'm noticing common struggles that us fellow men are going through on our path to becoming more embodied. And I'm noticing there's just a lack of guidance, a lack of community. There's a lack of mentorship for men, especially. And men often struggle with, with putting their hand up and saying, yeah, yeah, like I, I need some support. Like I can't do this on my own. And I guess through like my own process and my own development, I've come to understand that there are a few things that as, as men, we must do together that we can't do alone. It actually, we actually uh, thrive when we're in tribes as men, when we connect with our brothers who are walking this path as well. So I wanted to create a community. I wanted to bring men together who could feel safe in a container, in a, in a space where we could do these, this work together, have these conversations, get brutally honest with ourselves with like, this is what I'm struggling with. This is where I'm stuck right now. You know, so I wanted to create that space and I'm, I'm kind of going to be guiding men through a process around how to build a stronger relationship with themselves to break some of those toxic cycles and addictions that might be holding them back from being that, that fullest expression, that embodied full expression which in turn improves relationships, improves how much money you make, the amount of creativity you get access to. It all comes back to the relationship you have with yourself. So I, I wanted to put something together for men for that reason. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like following this feeling, this calling to create this. And yeah, so far I've had a, had a great response from, from, from the guys who are following me online. So we'll see, we'll see where it eventuates, Luke, but I'm, I'm super excited to, to, to put more of this work out into the world and, and be a support system for, for men because it's needed right fantastic that's great to hear that's great to hear and without taking too much away from your program i'm just curious if you're able to share a little bit of light into why you think that so many men have these patterns i mean my mess me myself when i, w when I went to a mental health walk a few weeks back we're looking to shift that up and it's like a free thing it's by a group called the mountain men uh, my friend dom runs it and um it's an incredible space to just allow men to talk as well. Um, but I'm just curious for you, um, what have you found? Like, what is that why? Why are men in that place, do you feel? Mm. It's because we've been mishandled, misguided growing up. Unfortunately, our parents did the best they could in the circumstances that they had 
at that time. And unfortunately for us, it resulted in parents who were absent, parents who weren't embodied, parents who didn't know how to be there for us when we really needed it. And I'm very grateful for the fact that my parents provided for me and my dad sacrificed a lot to give me a lot of opportunities in my lifetime that a lot of people don't get actually. But unfortunately he, he wasn't able to, to f- be in touch emotionally with, with what I truly needed in a father. And that results, that lack of connection as men with how to manage our emotions, process our emotions, to really uh, hold space for ourselves, results in adults who act like child, children. Adults who are occupying an adult body, but really behaving like kids. And we see this play out most prominently in relationships. Most men who, who are disembodied have toxic relationships. And I had that for a while. My first relationship was quite toxic. I had all these patterns playing out that were coming from how my relationships were with my parents. So it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to, mm-hmm. to do the work, to, to break these cycles so that it doesn't get passed on. So don't we, we don't fuck the planet any more than it's already fucked because it's all men, bro. It's, it's the toxic masculinity that has created this messed up situation that we find ourselves in in March of 2022. Like a war. There's a, literally a war happening right now. That's because men haven't done their work. We, we, are, we are being ruled by like this toxic ego masculine mind that just wants more and more and more because it doesn't know how to connect and validate and realize that we already have everything. We don't need more. <laughs> we don't need more. Mm-hmm. You know, we just need to feel. So I, I feel really passionate about this work because this is how we're going to save the planet, to be honest. It's plain and simple. We, we, we need to get in touch with our feminine qualities. We need to become more conscious in our masculine energy. And we need to be leaders for the new earth. We are, me and you, we are leaders for that. Anyone listening to this, are, we are leaders together. So yeah, man, it's, it's really important that this, this work starts happening on a global level. And it's fucking awesome that you're in the UK and I'm in Australia and we're having these conversations, same generation. And the, new, the next generation is gonna be, think about how much pure, how pure they're gonna be if we do this work right now and we, we can be the fathers that we didn't, you know, that, those, that next level of fatherhood, which is mm. embodied. So yeah, man, uh, I think that's a long-winded answer to, to what you asked, but yeah, yeah it's dude, great to be I having this convo with another man. It. Some real fire yeah. and passion. And I think it's so important to realize with you guys is, hey, like that same passion and drive that you may get towards a sports game, like imagine applying that into an aspect where you're helping other people. And you may not feel like that right now. You may be disembodied right now, I think even listening to Jordan and listening to me along this time is realizing that you guys have so much power to help as you already may have done, but it doesn't have to be just limited to you. You can have so much more expansion on yourself. And as you start walking into this journey, there may have been visions of things that you wanted to create or dreams that you wanted to happen when you were when you were younger and then somebody told you that that wasn't possible or something happened and you stopped walking along that journey. And I think it's important to recognize that if, if you feel like it's there in your mind, like you can create it. It's very much part of your reality. 
And that's why I was getting a little bit warm inside, a little bit excited when Jordan was talking about his passion here. Like, hey, like we as guys and women listening to this and everybody else in far in between, you can save this planet. We can save this planet, but it's about connecting all of us, I feel. And Jordan, I'm just curious for you, if there's anything within your vision that you definitely feel is really important to bring into this society further on from what you've already talked about. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's, it's tribes coming together, tribes of conscious people who are doing this work, who are trying to fix this planet, to, to heal the planet actually. Bring these tribes together so that we can amplify that energy we all we're all in you know wherever we're based in the world i'm in here in perth there's lots of amazing people and friends that i have here who um i spend time with but there's not enough there's not enough like straight out like here where i am anyway there are hubs now being created around the world where people like us are coming together mexico bali costa rica guatemala you know these are the places where things are shifting big things are happening because powerful people conscious people are coming together miami is another example texas austin texas another example mm-hmm. you know you're about to move to london there's this huge communities of people out there coming together to do this work we must come together in community in person the impact is like is amplified like a crazy amount when that happens so my plan is to is to to connect with a, a bigger tribe to, to find out how that's going to look to 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 create it to facilitate it to own land somewhere so that where i can host events on my land Mm -hmm. you know to maybe have a place in bali where i can support and work with people in bali as well i just feel in a world where we've been forced to stay at home and people are so disconnected from their fellow beings we need to we need to rectify that you know going forward Mm -hmm. this artificial Mm -hmm. connection that we get through social media just doesn't it doesn't cut it it doesn't yeah you know, like it I, i'm yeah, i'm I, less happier actually on social media <laughs> don't you reckon like i just yeah sorry mm-hmm. finished that thought that you were gonna add it's all good it's all good so yeah um i definitely connect with that hugely i think i think that artificial social media side of things i think it's amazing because you have the opportunity to connect with people like me and you have done but then at the same time you can feel very very alone when you're out of touch with the real world. And I think that's why it's so important. Jordan's creating a community for other men to be in that may be socially, but that's gonna allow you guys to interconnect along that journey, I'm sure. And Jordan, I'm just curious, like starting to wrap this up here, if people wanna get in contact with you and they feel like maybe they're having some suppressed emotions or they're not fully feeling in or they maybe don't understand themselves, like what's the best way to get in contact with you about moving forward with this process? Mm-hmm. I would say they, you know, I'm usually, I try to be as responsive as I can on Instagram, but as of recently, since I've, I've acquired more people following me, I've realized it's becoming a lot harder to respond to every DM. So I would say uh, send me a message on D- on Instagram if, if it's something that resonated with you on this podcast and you want to go deeper into this work. And I'll do my best to make sure I see it and get back to you. Otherwise, you can just click the link in, in my Instagram bio, or my TikTok bio, and it will take you to all the ways in which I work with people and connect with people, 
one of them right now being this men's program that I'm starting. So there's an application form in there if you feel like you want to, you know, explore this a little bit further, then then I would suggest applying and I can have a look and connect with you from there. But yeah, man, so Instagram, TikTok, the main, the main platforms. Uh, and yeah, I, I would love to connect with anyone who, who is on this path as well. So mm -hmm. thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, you're so welcome. And uh, Jordan, just quickly so that people know, and I'll put it in the show notes as well for you guys, but if people are going to reach out, what is your Instagram and what is your TikTok, seeing as that's the two main ones? Yep. Um, my Instagram is at state shifters. That's S-T-A-T-E, shifters, S-H-I-F-T-E-R-S. Uh, and then on TikTok, it's Jordan Canlish 01. Uh, so yeah, I, I probably should have them the same name. They'd make life a bit easier, wouldn't it? But state shifters is the one that i picked when i was at my corporate mm -hmm. job i was i'm going to make an instagram and start sharing all this cool stuff that i'm doing state shifters mm -hmm. picked that brand and now it's like five years later it's uh yeah it's in their name stuck so yeah man five years dude that's a that's a journey that's for sure so you're 23 now i'm 27 27 now. okay yeah no i was picking yeah, up yeah. on the 18 side of things that's why well, the journey started early, bro. It's like, <laughs> like I said, when I was 18, it was like the opening and then life happens in between where you, you, you walk down a path with the corporate, the corporate stuff. I feel like I've lived a, a few lives in one at this point. So I'm, I'm fortunate that I've come to some of these realizations earlier in life rather than being like 40, having two kids, working as an accountant, going, fuck, I hate my life. How am I going to, mm. how am I going to get out of this? You know? So yeah, yeah. I'm grateful grateful for this path yeah i feel that and i think what's important to fill into what jordan just said is like hey even if you are 40 50 60 70 80 you can change it doesn't stop just because you're at a certain age and actually one of the things that keeps you keeps you going and growing and we touch base with another episode on is like if you keep growing you'll keep living whereas if you stop that's where soulfully you start dying and your body starts breaking down. So if you guys are really interested in Jordan's program, definitely touch base with him. He's an awesome dude. He has so much to give beyond what we've just gone through in this in this podcast. But with that said, with everybody that's listening, like keep being the badasses that you are. Keep showing up as the best versions of yourself. Keep changing yourselves. And with that said, we hope you all have an open hope you have an awesome day. Thank you, bro. Cheers, guys.